0: Ah, there we go, my mic was muted. I'm hoping, I was told by someone, if I could move the live stream down a little bit, like a little bit later in the morning, that I'd be able to, that they would appreciate that. And so I said, you know what? Some of the things that I'll be taking care of at this time of the day, I will take care of earlier and try to get this um, at a more, uh, (laughs) at an easier time, I guess. So anyways, Um, One of the uh, reasons why that was brought up as well was just because um, I do have this format that I have here. It's very easy for me to add someone um, to the broadcast. So if you want to jump in or you want to give your opinion, add to the conversation, um, feel free to put something in the comments. and I'll go ahead and, and put a link down in the comments where you can just click and come on to the show. So... It is that simple. I hope uh, you had a good night's rest last night. I know um, I did, uh, but it's not an easy. Uh, I don't know if some of you know. I have three little ones and three, two, three years old, two years old, and then a uh, eight eight month old, eight week old. So life has been interesting these days. Anyways, let's go ahead and. Um, start chapter four of Pilgrim's Progress. We're not going through this in extremely fast fashion or any type of, I'm not trying to rush this at all. Um, yesterday I ran into a word that I didn't know what it meant. Um, anytime that happens, I'm stopped, taking the time to stop, look it up, um, and just hopefully uh, improve my overall understanding of what's going on here. And the word yesterday was licitiousness, which is basically Yeah, licentiousness, which is basically promiscuity. And we find that it's just as dangerous to the cross of Christ as is legality. Hard to accept as a religious person, as a self-righteous person, but the fact is, it is true. Um, Chapter 4. So he has been admonished by evangelists. He's back on his way. He's left the Hill of Good Works, Mount Sinai. And so here we, here we pick up. So he went on with haste, neither spake he to any man, by the way, nor if he asked him, would he vouchsafe them an answer? So at this point, he's not talking to anybody. He went on like one that was all the while treading on forbidden ground and could by no means think himself safe till he again, till again, he was got into the way which he had left to follow Mr. Worley wise man's counsel. So in process of time, Christian got up to the gate. Now, over the gate, there was written, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This is a reference to, we have a note here that this references Matthew chapter 7 and verse, uh, Matthew 7, verse 8. And if you're following along in your own Bible, feel free to do that. I'm reading in the King James Version, uh, but having looked at quite a few other versions, it. I'm not sure if it matters at this point. <laughs> uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 8 says, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Good morning, Matt. How's it going? To see you here this morning. Yeah, if you're if you're watching, feel free to drop something here. I'd love to know when people are watching. Um feel free to uh, give your input here, Matt. Um, but so we have that sign over the door that says, Knock and it shall be opened unto you. He knocked, therefore, more than once or twice, uh, saying, May I now enter here? Will he within open to sorry me, though I have been an, underser- an undeserving rebel? Then shall I not fail to sing his lasting praise on high. Uh, there is a uh, note here, an, an author's note. He says, this is praying and pleading in faith with God for mercy and forgiveness of sin through the blood of Christ Jesus. So, uh, someone asked the other day, "When did when did Christian get saved? Uh, what what was his point? What, when was that conversion point?" And uh, because for, for most of our my life and the person that I was talking with, most of their life. Um, that point of salvation was identified as the time you left the city of destruction. You began to repent. Um, you said, I no longer want to live this way. I'm, I realize I'm on my way to hell. I don't want to go there. Um, I'm going to start going that way. I'm going to, I'm going to pray and, uh, and then that's it. Um, but here we have Pilgrim who realizes his, we have the pilgrim Christian, he realizes his condition and it's not that fast. He has to have his faith tested. He has to have his faith. Um, He has put his hand to the plow and there's many opportunities for him to turn back. And even in one case he does, Um, he does go off the wayside to this, to the legal route. And um, yeah, before he ever gets to the gate, now he's at the gate. And now he's praying and pleading in faith for God, for mercy and forgiveness of sin. And uh, saying, so he knocks more than once or twice. Yes, if he can come in. Um, and at last, there came a grave person to the gate named Goodwill, who asked who was there and whence he came and what he would have. Christian uh, responded, saying, "Here is a poor burdened sinner. I am come from the city of destruction." But I am going to Mount Zion, that I might be l- delivered from the wrath that is to come. I would, therefore, sir, since I am informed by this gate, I would, therefore, sir, since I am informed that by this gate is the way thither, know if you are willing to let me in. I am willing with all my heart," said he, and he, and with that he opened the gate. If a note here; the gate will be opened to broken-hearted sinners. Here. Behold the love of Jesus, and freely and heartily receiving every poor sinner who comes to him, no matter how vile they have been, nor what sins they have committed. He loves them freely and receives them graciously, for he has nothing but goodwill to them. Hence the heavenly host saying at his birth, goodwill towards men, in Luke Luke 2, chapter 14. Ah, that's good. (laughs) This, time of, uh, this is the time of year where we we sing that, and uh, that is what Christ has for sinners, goodwill. And it's interesting that he says this is a man who answers the gate. Um, so let's see here. When Christ, uh, I'm sorry, so he opens the gate. And so when Christian was stepping in, the other gave him a pool. Then Christian, what means that? Uh, The other told him, a little distance from this gate, there is erected a strong castle of which Beelzebub is the captain. There's a note here. Every saved sinner is a branch, is a brand plucked out of the fire by the loving arm of Christ. Uh, This is uh, Zachariah. is a brand plucked out of the fire by the loving arm of Christ. So he gets to the door, says, hey, can I come in? Said, sure. Opens it up, and then someone pulls him in. I love that. That's a reference to Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 2. Someone asked me about, you know, the importance of reading um, Pilgrim's Progress and and what I was finding valuable in it. And one big thing for me has been these references to Old Testament scriptures. Um, I know that Christ on the road to Emmaus only had the law to show himself, and he did that. But if you were to ask me, hey, can you show me Christ in the Old Testament? Um outside of the obvious um, places, I would struggle. And what I'm loving about John Bunyan here is that he's often putting Old Testament scriptures to show the gospel story. So this one's found in Zechariah. uh, Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 2. Zechariah, I I know it's here somewhere. There it is. Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 2. And he, I'll start reading in verse one. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is this a brand plucked out? Is is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? There we go. (laughs) There's the reference there. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he and he answered and spake unto the, those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And, he, and unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will close thee with a change of raiment. Wow. Amen. That is salvation, a change of raiment. Uh, the other told him, a little distant from here, So this is the man that has pulled him into the gate, tells him, hey, a little distance from here, there's a strong castle of which Beelzebub is the captain. From thence, both he and them that are with him shoot arrows (laughs) at those that come up to this gate. If happily, they may die before they can enter in. Then, said Christian, I rejoice and tremble. So when he was got in, the man at the gate asked him, who directed him hither? Christian said, evangelist bid me come hither and knock as I did. And he said that you, sir, would tell me what I must do. Uh, Goodwill answers and says an open door set before thee and no man can shut it. Now, Christian says, I begin to reap the benefits of my hazards. Goodwill says, but how is it that you come alone? He says, because none of my neighbors saw their danger as I saw mine. Did any of them know of your coming? Yes. My wife and my children saw me at the first and called after me to turn again. Also, some of my neighbors stood crying, calling after me to return. But I put my fingers in my ears and so came on my way. But did none of them follow you to persuade you to go back? Yes, both obstinate and pliable. When they saw that they could not prevail, obstinate went railing back, but pliable came with me a little way. But why did he not come through? We indeed came together until we came to the slough of despond, unto which we also suddenly fell. And then was my neighbor Pliable discouraged and would not adventure further. We have a note here. He says, A man may have company when he, sets out, when he sets out for heaven and yet go thither alone. Many are called, but few are chosen. This is a reference to Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16. Uh, Wherefore, getting out again on the side next to his own house, he told me I should possess the brave country alone for him. So he went on his way, and I came mine. He after obstinate, obstinate, and I to this gate. Then said goodwill, Alas, poor man, is the celestial glory of so small esteem with him that he counteth it not worth running the hazard of just a few difficulties to obtain it, Truly, said Christian, I have said the truth of Pliable, and if I should also say all the truth of myself, it will appear there is no betterment twixt him and myself. Tis true he went back to his own house, but I also turned aside to go in the way of death, being persuaded thereto by the carnal arguments of one worldly wise man. We have a note here, and I think this is extremely important, uh, this note that he puts in. He says, when there is true grace in the heart, it will take shame to itself and give all the glory to God's sovereign grace for any difference there is between us and others. Free grace kills free will and pride and lays the sinner low while it exalts Christ and causes sinners to triumph in his righteousness and salvation. This this is the difference. It's interesting that he says free grace kills free will and pride. He puts those two things in the same and says it lays the center, lo- center low and exalts Christ, causing the sinner to triumph in righteousness and salvation. This wasn't about pride for a Christian. He says, I'm no better than the guys that were left behind me. In fact, I went off my own way too. I, I got persuaded by the legal guy. I'm no better. and this is a sign of true grace in the heart that it doesn't. it It shames itself and gives all the glory to God's grace um, for the any difference that is between us and the others that didn't come along. We're gonna go ahead and finish that there. I know I wasn't uh, as long as I'd like to be uh, this morning, but uh, definitely of some powerful powerful truths. I love the fact that you can basically go one page at a time and have enough um, truth to, uh, well, it's basically the gospel truth at every turn of the page. Um, I think the biggest uh, lesson this morning is, well, there's a few, you know, when he, when he talks about the fact that he had to come out alone and, and Goodwill asked him, why, why, why did that happen? Tell me, tell me some more. And I think that's, this dialogue is something that we as um, believers don't always uh, get into because it's it's not easy. Um, but when someone says, when someone comes in the way, comes through the gate or finds salvation, whatever it is, um, it's important to get into the details. It's like when two girls get together and, you know, one of them, got into a relationship and the other one's like, oh, tell me all the details. I've got to know everything. Really, that's how it should be, I believe, with, with believers. You, you're a believer? And life's different now. Tell me everything. Tell me all the details. So who came with you? Who who left? It's, why did they leave? Why, why didn't you go back with them? And, and all these details. Um, and it's funny because this conversation that's had with goodwill there at the gate Christian has with multiple people throughout his journey. They ask him, so where did you come from? Where's your family? Uh, what about your friends? Where did they go? And I think it's just an incredible, um, it's an incredible thing to see. And and I think it's something that we miss out on as, as believers when we, we just take it for granted someone's salvation. Oh, oh, you're a believer. Oh, that's great. Good. Praise the Lord. And then we, it just stops there when, you know, we really could and probably should be asking, and not asking to to judge or to uh, examine, to to pick it apart, but because out of just love and 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 interest for our, our fellow brethren, like tell tell us the story, we want to know. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, finish uh, the podcast, broadcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there. And um, I'm going to try in the future to get some of these references up on the screen um, in case you're not able to read them. Uh, But anyways, thank you for watching. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. It's near to the end of the week. And uh, I know Friday for a lot of people is a a big day. I know today we have a lot planned. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a a great day. God bless. I'll take care. Bye-bye.